It's first day, and you know what that means. Welcome to 2024. Welcome to Max Wrestling, a.k.a. the Kappa Mo Show. We're coming off an epic 2023 for Max Wrestling, and joining us this week is one of 2023's breakout stars in the promo game. He simply goes by Beer. Beer. What's going on, everyone? Uh, good to be on the show. First show since 2016. So, um, it's been a wild week in terms of wrestling, so good job I'm here. Let's talk about it. Been a while. It's been a wild uh, four hours. Wrestle Kingdom just finished up. Uh, Naito was back on top. Good. And of course, Tanahashi won another title. Sinahashi wins them all. <laughs> wins them all, baby. That's how it works. That's how Sinahashi rules. So speaking of that, you're getting four hours. That's super fresh right off Wrestle Kingdom. Coming off the fallout of World's End with new champions and a devilish reveal. The Rock returns to SmackDown in San Diego, you son of a bitch. And so much more. But to get into all that, make sure you're subscribed right here on YouTube, Max Wrestling's YouTube. Follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all them fun places, wherever it is you get your podcasts. And check out the beautifully done website, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. All right. And before we do anything, um, as you can see, Beer is with us. First full episode since 2016. Uh, he's been doing trivia. He's been doing promos the past year and a year or so. Um, and the reason he's joined us for a full episode is because he's got something he want to say. Uh-oh. Right. Okay. So before we get into everything. Um, to, to start Christmas with North Island White. I'm Christmas class, I thought, was a little bit harsh on me. Because, um, obviously, Travis did replace Phoenix. So Phoenix kicking out in a way. So, um, hereby, I am announcing that I am challenging you, Craig, on the next pay-per-view. Ooh. ooh, ooh. Craig, I'm coming after you. He called you Craig. You know yeah, says. you full named you. <laughs> Jesus. Phoenix, I'm challenging you, bitch. Oh, he's now he's a bitch, too. All right, Dan, while well, the Rumble's coming up in a couple of weeks, we'll see what Phoenix's calendar's like. You I mean, he's, he's, only, he's only just watched Promo Slam. I'm about to say, you know, you're going to have to send this whole thing to him, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just finished trivia takeover. It's like only six months down the line, beer challenged me? Yeah, that was in January. <laughs> what a good all right, so to start the show, you bring the smoke. We asked you yesterday in Max Rustin Facebook group what you liked and didn't like about this week in wrestling. If you're not part of the Max Rustin Facebook group, come and join the conversation now. Everybody is welcome. Just don't try to sell us comfy sandals or post any porn. Yeah, don't do it. Uh, and I'm kicking off 2024 with a New Year's virus, so apologies if I sound like shit this week. We want... Smoke. So, um, naturally, we heard from Chris Reed in the comments section um, of We Bring the Smoke. But since Beer's here, you kick us off first. What did you like and didn't like about this week in wrestling? Well, it's been the maddest week I think I've seen for quite some time in terms of the free agency. Um, well, Sandra yeah. was was a very good show. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought the main event ending was a little bit tacky. I thought it could have been done a bit better. Copeland and Christian obviously stole the show for me. One of the best matches, obviously, we've seen them have a lot of matches in their time in WWE, now in AEW. But yeah, I was very... And also uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Sadly, I've not seen all of it yet, but I will catch up on it. It's the free agency, for me, has literally destroyed the news. 
obviously, we found out that the talks fell down between WWE and Mercedes. Mm-hmm. AEW pounced in. Obviously, Deanna Perozo debuted last night at Dynamite, which I think to me made sense. Obviously, I think she was planning on going there anyways. Yeah, oh, yeah. And we found out the news the other night that Trinity is on her way back to the WWE, and also Camille is supposed to be on her way to the WWE as well, which is very interesting. Yeah, I think yeah. WWE have been after Camille for a while. Yeah, I want to say so too. Uh, I know around the time, especially when she was randomly showing up in AEW, I know that they were keeping an eye on her then. So, I mean, she looks the WWE part, that's for sure. But I mean, you, you talk about all the free agency. We don't talk. We didn't. Nobody talked about the Ziggles. The Ziggle Brothers is what I'm going to call them. They showed up in New Japan of all fucking places. Not only that, he went right after Dave Finley. Like yeah, they were he did. brawling so, backstage and everything. I'm I'm hoping this doesn't lead to like him immediately in AEW. I've said this about everybody. You, if you're going to be in Japan, fucking soak it in. Be there for a year, do your bit, whatever, and watch him be a megastar coming out. One stand very intrigued about is going to be Mustafa Ali. That is yeah. one I'm very interested in. You've seen him recently. He looks absolutely stacked. Dude is massive now. Yeah. Got time. Uh, I hope he's. I, I would say uh, I keep going this route. TNA right now looks to be like the underdog grabbing a lot of people. He would kill there. He would absolutely kill there. So that's the next division. Yeah. Um, yeah, you mentioned the Ziggle brothers. Uh, Nick and Ryan both showed up at Wrestle Kingdom just a couple of hours ago, and Nick, uh, Dave Finley brawling. Um, they ended up brawling backstage to the point where they couldn't even get cameras backstage. It was just a shot of the arena and commentary. Go, ah, but we'll try and get you updates because we can't get cameras backstage, but they are brawling. They are brawling. Um, and then I've just seen a uh, picture somebody took of uh, Nemeth. It's going to be weird calling him that. Holding uh, Finley's new global heavyweight title, which actually looks pretty good on him. That fucking belt looks good on anybody. That is like the new replacement for whatever the fuck this butterfly thing is. This <laughs> thing looks so damn nice. Yeah, Naito don't like that butterfly belt. No, and and hey, you know what? We got good taste, him and Naito. Me and Naito. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, agent that no one spoke about yet is Elias. Oh, what's his name now? Elijah. Elijah. I did not could they give him a third gimmick in WWE? What the hell? Oh, this is his post WWE gimmick. He, oh, okay. He's Elijah now. Where? The the third brother. Show? Uh, I have no idea. He's probably going to show up in TNA. I think it'll be a hot skill. Go for it. Um, Chris said on the comment section of we want the smoke um first thing he likes when he was doing the live stream reaction watching impact there was another recap show but it was still good watching impact wrestling again especially knowing in the fact that uh he got the chance to see the likes of nick aldis moose and chris saban basically the tna ogs and some members of the tna roster like josh alexander mike bailey um and for the first time ever will osprey yeah, everybody remembers the first time they saw Will Ospreay. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm also unsure whether you guys actually heard it last night, but there is a match has been confirmed: Alex Hammersmith against Josh Alexander, which was confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Al- yeah Hammerstone. DNA is pulling out the checkbook. 
Hey, you know what? That was that was another dude. We nobody knew where he was going to end up. He he could go right to to AEW because he has all these friends back in his MLW days, especially Max. But he looks like every fucking WWE dream. So it, it could have went either way. And to see that him go to TNA, I think is a huge grab for them. He has the look, he has the mic skills, and he's got some fucking in ring work that'll shock you. What if Vince McMahon flat three? You're telling me, bud. You're telling me. He'll <laughs> still be cleaning himself up. This guy, Scott Demore, is going to be Booker of the Year for 2024. He just might be. He just might be. Um, we mentioned World's End. Well, Beer mentioned World's End a minute ago. Um, which, which bit did you find tacky? The finish of the match or the reveal? The finish of the match. I That's thought, okay. Then. I thought the reveal absolutely spot on. However, yeah. And every, I mean... Everybody knew it was going to be Adam Cole. There was stupid rumors that it was going to be Jungle Boy or whatever, but Adam Cole was the most obvious choice and the most logical choice, and that was the whole point of the story was Adam Cole building MJF up and then stabbing him in the back. But the way they revealed it, I thought it was really cool too. Uh, I thought that part was lazy. Now, I'm I'm in the opposite of, of, of what Beer was saying. Like I loved the finish. It was remnants of Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, where you're like, did this act? Yeah, it happened. His arm fell. It <laughs> wasn't as dramatic as you expected, but it was like Max actually lost. Nobody thought Max was going to lose. Max actually lost. Clean. So it's like, what the hell? Wait, yeah. I completely got no, Joe's on a monster run right now. Yo, and he deserves this. Oh, yeah. He deserved it when he was fucking television world champion. Fucking what? TNT and TV champ. He deserved it back then, too. But now he's got a great shot. As for the reveal, I will always and forever say that it should have been Britt Baker. Just as the <laughs> extra little swerve. I thought it would have been way better. But Where the you, fuck should is have had Adam fuck him, you should have had Adam fuck him over. He hasn't been around for a while. Britt Baker. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I saw Britt she's Baker. She's got a thriving dental practice, boys. All right, she's got <laughs> thriving true. dental. Yeah. Um, Chris also liked the devil reveal. Um, he said it was a perfect opportunity to bring back Adam Cole and make him a true heel before World's End on a live stream. Um, and of course it was, and it is. And he's Adam Cole's going full heel now. And he's leading the faction once again. Uh, I think the faction name is a little bit lazy. Undisputed yeah, Kingdom, that. you're just smashing up two former faction names. But it is what it is. It's probably going to grow on us. Um, Travis jumped in. Best thing that happened this past week was Eddie freaking Kingston. Eddie freaking Kingston. They finally run him with that boy. As uh, they should have. He looks great with multiple belts. That fucking Continental but title or whatever the fuck it's called, that thing is choice. Then that yeah, reminds you of nice, all the all the old nice Japan wrestling belts. Classic looking belt. Yeah, no, uh, I don't understand why people don't like him though. That's what I don't. I'm I'm trying to trying to <laughs> grasp that, and I don't really get it. And just people are like, "Well, he's boring," and I'm like, "Well, they used to say the same thing about Mick Foley." Yeah, but uh, boring. Like, Have you heard Eddie Kingston on the mic? That's the thing that kills me is it's like if you've actually like heard him, you're not going to say he's boring. You might say like maybe he's a little over the top, but then I don't understand how that's a bad thing. No, people probably look at Eddie Kingston, see a gut and think, ah, he's not a great wrestler. That's what it is. That's what it is. 
And now look, Eddie, us gut boys stick together. Damn tootin'. <laughs> uh, Beto jumped in. Best thing that's happened this week is him appearing on the podcast. Facts. <laughs> Sounds right. Uh, Travis also said Darby and Takeshita was amazing on Dynamite. Fuck yeah. yeah. I do. That spot in, um, was it the, at, the, probably at the top of the ramp with the yeah, back. oh, the rolling German. <laughs> well, not to Takeshita's immediate monster push needs to happen right fucking now. That yeah. was that was a absolute dominant showing, and should rival no one at this point. Like he need that. This is a perfect opportunity now. Now fucking build him. Now build him. It's the beginning of the year. It's the year of Takeshita. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Uh, he also said one year ago uh, he thought Takeshita would never be this entertaining, but his growth as a performer has highly impressed him and looked uh, as legit as legit can be in that match. Uh, he'll be very disappointed if Takeshita is not a world title contender by the end of the year. Facts. I hate to say I, uh, it like gotta this, agree but with you, Trav. I hate to say it like this, but he is the replacement Coda because Coda broke both of his ankles. Uh, yeah, Coda's not really with it right now, is he? I, it's ever since he hurt himself and he couldn't train. I think he just, I don't want to say he, we obviously saw he put on some poundage. I don't want to say he let himself go, but I think the amount of stuff he was truly able to do in the gym just depleted. And he's just not the Iron Man Coda that we know anymore, at least. And then the no. guy's like in his 40s now, I think. Oh, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he's in his 40s. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, Naito's 41, and he's talking about retiring soon, even though he just won the, the heavyweight title again. Yeah, that's fucking Naito, though. But, I mean, Naito's had, I want to say, knee surgery on both of his knees. Yeah, he's and he had, recently had eye surgery, too. Yeah, he had eye surgery, which was huge. He, uh, he's had neck problems. So it's like, they again, as we always say, they go hard in Japan. So for him to retire at, like, 41, it may come to a shock, but at the same time, there is these lovely companies in America that'll fucking put them on a show like once every two months. So, well, yeah. Speaking of that, Brian Danielson just said he wants to wrestle five to ten times a year when he retires from full time wrestling. So he wants. Uh, to I thought Brock he was Lesnar. completely retiring, but now he's just. I'm going to be part time. Okay. That's what I thought too. <laughs> Bree probably thought the same thing. I thought you were retiring. Um, like, I'm retiring from full time wrestling. What time was? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you see what it happened was. No, that's not good. If you still have that passion burning inside you, then part time's probably best for him. I've yeah. lately as well. So. so look, I just wrestled Okada again. Again. <laughs> oh, and it was it was fun. That was a I fun got, match, yeah. I caught glimpses of it, but it was fun. <clears throat> um and I don't know what the hell happened with Okada's coat. Like it, that was some wizardry shit. He came out in this big trench coat, and it's all white. Then he gets scanned by this, like, black light, and all of a sudden, the coat's all colored in. Bro, you're I was fucking... Uh, I don't know what happened. I thought I was <laughs> tripping. I was like, did somebody lace my, my fucking ghost? What's happening here? What fucking sci-fi future-age Blade Runner shit is this? It was awesome, though. Um, Tamatanga getting another title, open weight champion once again. Uh, is it I'm again? Saying, yeah, he's won it before, right? I want to say he's, like, a three-time never yeah. open weight champ now. Um, but we didn't mention like Okada, not Okada, uh, Naito won the heavyweight title and then uh, was jumped at the end by House of Torture. Um, yeah. 
But we did get to see Sonata coming back him up too. So who maybe we get a tag match tomorrow. I'm sure we will. New Year's Dash, they always try to push right immediately following whatever story, especially when, you know, the fucking new champ just gets jumped. Yeah. Um, I want to say Sonata was, how long was he freaking championed? Because they were talking about this historic reign. Uh, Sonata was, well, it's historic for him. I want to say he had it over a, a little over a year. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely the longest reigning of this version of the heavyweight yeah. title. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you noticed his entrance in his fucking... He's been he's been trying to be like Ric Flair as best as he can with his over-the-stop... Like, I don't know if you've seen... Like, this motherfucker showed up in a zoot suit at the goddamn uh, press conference. I was like, that's my man right there, boy. Look at that fucking suit. Looking like he's straight out of the 50s. But, I, I mean... He, he, you have to, under, well, at least what I think a lot of people, they keep hearing Sonata and you think of evil in Sonata. You think yeah. of the fucking blonde haired dude fucking doing the flippy shit. This ain't that Sonata. Sonata's not him no more. They wanted to make him a real main event star, a real big time push, a real attraction. And they did it. They did it. They, they, I don't know how, but they did it. They cut the hair, fucking, you know, make him fucking shredded, change his moveset just a hair. Put him against the best, and he's literally taken that ball and ran with it, even though that's not their sport. But <laughs> you know, he he looked he's looking, he looks excellent. He will remain, he will remain in the main event picture. Do not think he's gonna drop anytime soon. Uh no, he won't wrestle Ziggles, thank God. At least I hope not anytime <laughs> soon. So, but I mean, it's it was historic for that again, as you said, for the world heavyweight champion or chip or whatever the fuck the, you know the new difference is, because they used to just be the you know IWGP heavyweight. Now it's the world heavyweight, but you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I completely overlooked that connection. Uh, obviously, Evil used to be Sonata's partner, and obviously, they both attacked Naito, and Sonata came to the uh, made the save. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one match I really enjoyed though was Yuya Yumera and Yotsushi. Dude, I think people are going to overlook because it was it was only like 10 minutes. I saw the last two minutes and I was like dying for like a rewind, but it was a live stream. So I was (laughs) like, fuck. So now I got to wait till after work today to rewatch it. But no, that one looked really, really fun. That was a really nice short match. Yeah, this is why we don't watch things live. We like to do next day or whatever so we can fast forward and rewind. It'd be nice. Um, also, when you mentioned earlier about a bad week in wrestling, it's going to yeah. be nice Mr. Chris Jericho at the moment. Oh, yeah. Um, gee, I don't know what really to say about Jericho. He's just shrouded in controversy right now. Um, I mean, I could talk about it, but I'd probably get cancelled too. Cause... Yes. No one knows. Obviously, the idea no. is fine. None of us is never going to know. That's it's, a, it's a two-sided story, but one thing I did kind of jump in at was somebody online um, saying it was a bit suspicious how Kylie Rae just up and left AEW. I'm like, she Not did that in every fucking company she's been with. Every what are you talking about? She retired from two different companies. Yeah. The three, if you, if you include, I think, what, fucking WCCW. <clears throat> I swear to God she retired there, too. I swear to God she did. The, the only one she really stuck around in was Impact, and that's probably only because they pre-taped so fucking much. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we don't know the facts. Um, 
I haven't really seen many people defend Jericho. The crowd really gave it to him last week or at World's End. Um, yeah, they fucking yeah. did. Obviously, he wasn't on Dynamite last night. I don't know if they're going to keep him off TV for a little bit till it dies down, but uh, it, it's... If he's not on Rampage on Friday... That's oh, yeah, just commentary, yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't think they're going to. They just had Sammy pin uh, fucking one half of the tag champs. Yeah. And so that the, we're going to have the sex gods versus the tag champs. Whether this fucking shit's happening or not, I think, I think TK is going to ignore it, or at least do the best he can to ignore it. But, I mean, we're talking about fucking Chris Jericho here. I really, I, I don't see this from him. Like I, no. I know I hate being like that that guy where it's like, oh, I couldn't see that. But like when you told me when like motherfuckers were telling me Velveteen Dream is fucking with underage kids, I'm like, I could see it. I could see it. You know? He popped up again this past week. Yeah, he did begging for <clears throat> begging for forgiveness from the sounds of it. The guy sounds like he's desperate for a job. I'm sorry. Yeah. I watched the apology video. He sounded very sincere, but is there any promotion that's gonna take that risk? Obviously, because of his reckless behavior. I mean, he he was cleared, but I don't know. Um, but as far as as far as Jericho goes, I don't like this whole idea of canceling people before we know all the facts. Like he was accused at the end. Of, also, <clears throat> he was accused of what making a move on Kylie Ray. Like it, it's not like he abused her or anything. I know it's still. He's a married it man. Does, and yeah, it doesn't make things much better. You no. know, married man, all that. But is shit. it enough to cancel him, really? There, it's it's. Uh, somebody said it beautifully in the TSK. They're giving him the Joey Ryan treatment. You know, they're like, oh well, I mean, he sounds guilty enough, and it's like, but whole, well, I mean, Joey Ryan was willingly having motherfuckers grab his wiener. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. That's he even made it part of his gimmick. I was gonna say, I was like, so if you think they wasn't gonna go any further than that, that's on you. But I mean, again, we're talking about fucking Chris Jericho. Chris, I, I can absolutely see every single dude in a locker room hitting on any single one of the females. I think that's like fucking, that's probably normal. How do you think half these relationships happen? I mean, for fuck's sake, like, let's, let's look at WWE and all the fucking married couples there that got married from meeting each other there. Like, I understand he's a married dude, and I get it, like, whatever, but don't give me no bullshit and don't tell me you don't flirt with motherfuckers at work. Okay? Don't, don't give me that shit. Like I said, there's no, no evidence as of yet. Like, we've not heard his side. His camp's not said anything. So, I don't think we'll never know. No, I, I hope we never know. I do like the memes though that Jericho is going to be narrating his own episode of Dark Side of the Ring one day. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. Was How come my name's on this? All right, so before we take a more thorough look at this past few days in wrestling, let's go even further to this week in wrestling history. And welcome to another edition of This Week in Wrestling History. But today is January the 4th, so that means it's a little different. Today is not just wrestling history, but specifically Wrestle Kingdom history. 
let's kick it off. All of these are going to be January the 4th. So we're going to start with Wrestle Kingdom 9. This is kind of the one that started the catalyst. It's the one that got things going. The one where we started to see the direction that New Japan was going. So, we had a four-way tag for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. It involved Red Dragon, the Forever Hooligans, the team of Alex Kozlov and Rocky Romero, the Time Splitters, Alex Shelley and Kushida, and the Young Bucks. Red Dragon came out champions. We got to see Miranero Suzuki against Katsushiro Shibata in a singles match that could only end in knockout submission or referee stoppage. I want to say that's uh, what they considered uh, GFW rules. Togi Makabe versus Tomohiro Ishii, mean guy match for the Never Openweight Championship. Those never, ever, ever disappoint. Kenny Omega retains his IWGP uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship against Rusuke Toguchi. We saw former uh, IWGP Heavyweight Champion AJ Styles defeat Tetsuya Naito in a singles match. We saw Shinsuke Nakamura retain the IWGP Intercontinental Championship from Kota Ibushi, and it was in the main event, the ace of New Japan, Hiroshi Tanahashi, defeats Kazuchika Okada. Now, we're going to go on 10, Wrestle Kingdom 10, that is, and some of these names may sound familiar, so to say some of these matches may sound exactly the same, maybe just a little bit flipped around, but let's jump into it. IWGP four-way for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Hey, what do you know? The Young Bucks against Red Dragon. Hmm, those guys sound familiar. Against Matt Seidel and Ricochet against Rapungi Vice. Oh, God, I still love that, guys. Uh, Young Bucks take the Junior Tag Championships. That was uh, it's always a great one, especially anytime you get the Bucks and Red Dragon together. Jay Lethal defending the Ring of Honor World Championship right here, Wrestle Kingdom 10 against Michael Elgin, taking the dub, retaining the belt. We got to see Koshida beat Kenny Omega to, to, to gain, I should say, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. And this is where Kenny Omega starts to make his rise as a heavyweight. We got... Katsuri Shibata against Tomohiro Ishii, another mean guy match. Shibata wins the Never Openweight Championship. Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Shinsuke is the one that pulls out the dub. And of course, the main event, it's the Great Okada. Kazuchika Okada versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, and it's Okada beating the Ace of New Japan and retaining the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. We jump into Wrestle Kingdom 11 now. And this is where it gets a little bit more fun. So that guy, AJ Styles, during this time had been kicked out of the Bullet Club. And now it's all about Kenny Omega. He goes on to win the G1 Climax Tournament. And here at Wrestle Kingdom 11, we get some fun matches. It's Rapungi Vice. That's right. Versus the Young Bucks and Rapungi Vice win the IWGP Junior Tag Team titles. We got Cody's debut, or Cody's Wrestle Kingdom debut, I should say, against Juice Robinson. Adam Cole defeats Kyle O'Reilly to win the Ring of Honor World Championship, and I want to say become the first ever three-time. We got to see Hiromu Takahashi and Kushida, absolute banger of a match, only 15 minutes long for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Goto and Shibata, mean guy match for the Never Open Weight Belt. Goto over Shibata, shocker for everyone. Naito, the very 
very, very disrespectful IWGP Intercontinental Champion defeats Hiroshi Tanahashi, and he continues to throw the belt around like it's a piece of garbage. Kazuchika Okada then defeats the Bullet Club's leader, Kenny Omega, as he fails to, ca or to, to capitalize on his G1 Climax contract. We move on. And uh, this is where things get a little bit more interesting. We get to Wrestle Kingdom 12 now. And again, we already are fully aware of the direction of where New Japan is going. And now this is where it gets fun, in my opinion. Bucks, again, are in the IWGP Junior Tag Division. They win the belts from Rapungi 3K and Show. We see Kota Ibushi against Cody he beats Cody because of the whole animosity between Kenny Omega and Cody and the civil rivalry that it was of the Bullet Club. We got Sonata and Evil defeating uh, the Killer Elite Squad to win the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Champs. We saw Hair versus Hair uh, death match for the Never Open Weight match for the Never Open Weight title. Hiroki Goto, Hiro uh, Miranaro Suzuki. Uh, highly recommend you go check that one out. Speaking of one everybody should go check out, Will Ospreay, Marty Squirrel, Hiromu Takahashi, Koshida, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Will Ospreay walks away with it, but that was probably one of the better uh, Junior Heavyweight title matches that you're going to see at Wrestle Kingdom. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Jay White for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. It's the ace that pulls off the win, but Jay White does not let these slide as he continues down his path that he'll eventually go. Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. That's right. The Painmaker makes his way to back to New Japan after so many years. Him and, uh, and Omega, no disqualification match. IWGP US Championship, and it's Kenny Omega beating Chris Jericho. And the main event is where things get intensified. Now it's all about the return of Naito in the main event. Kazuchika Okada versus Tetsuya Naito. Naito, with the briefcase, is unable to cash on the absolute incredibleness that is Kazuchika Okada. Now, we finish this off with Wrestle Kingdom 13. And the only reason we finish with this one is because, well, honestly, there's five more. And I don't want to go that far into it. But let's go with this one. This, again, this was all leading up to how we got the primetime New Japan. It got us to where we are now. Basically, the guys that ended up branching off and becoming AEW. All because of stuff like this. This is a match nobody ever thought, at least especially for this title. The IW, I'm sorry, the Never Openweight Championship, Will Ospreay versus Kota Ibushi. Will Ospreay picks up the win and wins the Never Openweight Championship. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tomohiro Ishii for the British Heavyweight Championship. Zack Sabre Jr. wins it back from Tomohiro Ishii. Juice Robinson defeats Cody this time, now uh, winning the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. We have Taiji Ishimori versus Koshida in another one of these beautiful, uh, fast-paced junior heavyweight title matches. And it's Ishimori defeating the great Koshida to win the IWGP junior title. Jay White against Kazuchika Okada, the guy that's the sling blade. He's the this. He's the next big thing in New Japan. Defeats the greatest thing New Japan has had since Antonio Noki, Kazuchika Okada. Tetsuya Naito decides he wants a piece of some Chris Jericho, who was at the time the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. They have a new DQ match, and it's Tetsuya Naito picking up the IWGP gold, taking it away from the American Chris Jericho. 
And lastly, it's Kenny Omega, finally IWGP Heavyweight Champion, the catalyst of New Japan, the reason why American fans are flooding to the television. But it's the ace who refuses to lose. It's the ace who wins the briefcase, who takes it all the way and beats the champion the first time in four years that anybody has done it. Hiroshi Tanahashi, the new IWGP heavyweight champion. That was Wrestle Kingdom from 9 to 13. Go back and check them out, especially go check out Wrestle Kingdom 18. That is dropping today. Now, let's kick it back to the guys. Let's kick it back to the cap, to the mo, and to the man. They call beer. Uh, this past Sunday at the Maxis Awards, we had plenty to celebrate. Travis and I tied for champion of the year. Uh, congratulations to Moses and Cypher winning promo exhibition of the year. That was a great, great match of promo series. You did what? I'm not nominated for anything. Well, you haven't won a champ. Well, no, you haven't won a championship this past year. I was robbed of my knowledge title, <laughs> but I'll let that slide. Also, that was 2022. I was going to say that was, was in the past, won. Jack. Still robbed. And there was just there was a lot of competition in promos this year, but. Um, we'll see what happens in 2024, but also, uh, we announced Cypher, Corey Coulter, as the 2023 recipient of the Lionheart Award. We saw some emotional tributes to our world champion, but we have one more this week from a very familiar face. Corey, it's me, the Kingpin. Listen, man, I'm so, so proud of you for achieving this great award. An award that you've gotten because the courage that you've shown through a really difficult uh, situation that you've been placed in. And um, a situation that it was apparent was never going to keep you down at all. I've watched you go through a lot recently and maintain an incredible spirit and an amazing heart. I've watched you make an incredible journey to the Max Wrestling Championship. You never missed a beat. Your work was chef's kiss, my boy. Super entertaining. The best stuff I've ever seen you do. I've seen your confidence grow. You're doing amazing on your fitness. You're living, loving, and enjoying your life. And you're really showing people exactly what they should do in the face of adversity. Problems will come. And while they take a toll on our lives, they don't have to be truly life-altering, you know? You've proven to everybody that you don't have to let these things take control. You can still live a great, amazing, and quality life. And while you're doing that, you're bringing a lot more quality to my life and the life of anybody else who's watching you, being inspired by you, and being entertained by you. I have a tremendous amount of respect for you, brother. Congratulations on this award. Hey, Corey, it's Travis here. Uh, just gotta congratulate you man winning the 2023 Lionheart award you deserve it you have been through absolute hell this year and been going through so many different changes and obstacles in your life and yet you still manage to be that incredible genuine human being that you've always been and i admire the hell out of you for that I wouldn't made it through this year if it wasn't for you because you truly do have the heart of a lion and I'm proud of you and I love you my brother. How's it going? My name is Tyler Green. 
and I just love to sit here and congratulate for a second my best friend since youth, Cypher, Corey. Yeah, man, talking to you. Congratulations on winning the 2023 Lionheart Award. It's been one hell of a year for you, and you've showed nothing but resiliency throughout this year. No matter what comes your way, always in a good, positive frame of mind for everybody out there. You keep doing you, brother. And do me a favor. Keep that world title close because you never know who's coming. Um, what I'm about to say really showcases and sums up the positivity, the perseverance, and the perspicacity of one man, and that is Cypher. And um, I hope you like it, Corey, because it uh, comes from the heart. Hey, Corey. Um, I just wanted to say first and foremost... Congratulations on getting this Lionheart Award. If there's anyone who deserves the Lionheart Award, it is you. And um, I got to say, I admire um, and love just your positivity and just your smile and everything through whatever life has thrown at you, through your trials and tribulations, through your vision. And I think you have that clear vision of just becoming a better promo competitor. I mean, hell, you're the Max Wrestling World Champion. And just continuing to be a great person with your smile, your positivity, um, just your overall inspiration through your words and your actions. And you just have that way of just resonating and generating with people. And I think that's what makes you you. And that's what makes you just an amazing human being. Uh, we all have love and respect for you. And we know how hard you work, whether it be what we do here at Max Wrestling, whether it be your music because life is an art form where we are all applying our crafts and you continue to apply your craft in amazing fashion. I think inspiring through your words and your actions. I think just being a great friend, a great son, and an overall great person makes you you. And uh, you is wonderful. And I admire and love the hell out of you, my friend. Um, congratulations on the Lionheart Award. And just thank you for all you do. Thank you for being our friend. And really just thank you just for everything. Because you are truly, truly wonderful. God bless my friend and once more, congratulations. Corey, my friend, my guy, my confidant, congratulations on winning the Lionheart Award. I really don't know anybody who's more deserving of an award of this caliber than you. You are somebody who who is literally the most positive thinking person I've ever met. Even, you know, everything that has gone on with you through this year, you stayed positive. And that's that's really a hard thing to do, especially in in the world today. It's it's, it's really remarkable. So, you know, congrats to you. Uh, you know, I, I honestly came with I don't even have enough words. There's not enough words in the dictionary to describe all the good things and good vibes that you are and everything that that you deserve. So, um, you know, hopefully I see you soon. Uh, hopefully I see you in the next couple months. Plan on coming down. Uh, that's, that's your secret. I didn't tell about yet. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. Congratulations. You, you know me. I got nothing but love for you. Um, yeah, well, listen, man, words can describe how, how much I'm, I'm proud of you. You know, 
you you are my bigger younger brother. You know, you're bigger than me. I'm, I got you by age. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, just congrats to you. Uh, I love you, dude. I love you, man. This is for you, Corey. Uh, congratulations on winning the Lionheart Reward. It's made fully deserved. The fact that you've um, unfortunately have lost eyesight, but you have still put on some absolute banger promos in this last in the last year. It's been truly inspirational, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you on uh, Max Baslin. Long may that continue. And uh, maybe one day you and I will have a match one day down the line. So, congratulations, fully deserve it. And as I said, maybe we'll meet one day. Unfortunate pleasure a long time ago going against us, the child of God of the light, Corey. We haven't forgotten you, my sweet. <laughs> the one that ran, the one that got cocky, the one that is now the champion. <laughs> Congratulations, Corey. We're very, very proud of you. We told you before that you could become anything you chose to. And you did. You accomplished everything you wanted to in this league. And now you're at the top. Why all the little rats are running around. <laughs> you are an amazing person. Caring. Big heart. Loyal. Loving. You're an amazing person and the award that you are receiving, you deserve it more than most do. <laughs> I am the Demoness and Corey we will be watching you always we are proud of you congratulations mortal remember every body dies congratulations <laughs> Corey I'm winning the Max Wrestling Lionheart Award. I think this year's had its ups and downs for everybody, but even with everything you've been through, you still managed to put out your best promos by far. 
Congratulations again, man. It's well deserved. It's an honor and a privilege to present this year's Lionheart Award to one of the most humble and warm-hearted people I've ever had the good grace to know. You've always treated me and everybody else with the utmost respect. And watching your growth in Max Rassler in this past year and a half has been amazing. I'm so glad I was here to see and be part of the rise of Cypher. Your confidence in promos from the days of bravely taking on Britney Savage and a demoness to now commanding every bit of screen time you have is incredible. But while you've been climbing the ranks in Max Rassler, you've also faced major new hurdles in your life this past year and the fact that you've faced it head on so openly and somehow managed to perform better than ever is part of why you are receiving the Lionheart Award this year. I, I couldn't even imagine confronting what you have and adapting to it for the rest of my life, but you've taken it all in your stride and become an inspiration. You were one of the people that went to bat for me in 2020 when I almost walked away. Now, I will gladly bat for you. The 2023 Lionheart Award so deservedly goes to Corey Coulter, better known to Max Rossling as the current world champion and my co-tag team champion, Cypher. The man, the myth, the legend. Congratulations, Corey. And thank you. I'm not a man who gets emotional much. I mean, I do, but I don't. But I have to make this video, and I have to say I love you guys to the moon and back. You guys literally... You guys are my family, man. Like, I mean that, like, a thousand percent. Like... First and foremost, I, I'm humble. I'm, I can't find the words because I'm that like I'm just that emotional right now. I really, really love you guys. Like I appreciate you guys presenting me with the Lionheart Award. <clears throat> um. Damn, man. Just, it didn't just hit my heart, it hit my soul, my spirit. It gave me a reason to start off next year stronger than ever. And this is for y'all. This is not Cypher talking to Max. This is Corey talking to his brothers and sisters right now. I uh, appreciate the hell out of y'all. I love y'all. And thanks for giving this man a reason to get up every day and keep fighting. Thank you. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen. Hey, everybody. It's the interview queen, Alicia Atu.
This is the voice of Killer Cross. This is Velvet Sky. Hey, this is Tommy Dream. Hey, this is AJ Curse, one half of the MLW commentary team. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hi, this is Rain Cruz. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. You are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Giving you all your wrestling information to the extreme. It's time to take it to the Max. Take it to the Max. It's time to take it to the Max. We're about to take it to the Max. We're going to take it to the Max. And we're about to take it to the Max. To the Welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show and the Beer Show this week. This is your captain. He is El Jefe. Make sure you are liking and subscribing on YouTube. Follow us everywhere and all the information you need is at maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. To get there and do it now. Normally, we go through the whole lovely recaps of all this week in the past television happenings, but Impact was another best of 2023 special, and we're skipping Rampage and Collision because we already talked about Worlds. And so, the cap is going to take one early for the team. He's going in raw. And I'm going to do Going and Raw live this week because it's the only recap uh, we got to do, yeah, uh, yeah. apart from Dynamite. Um, so tonight kicked off with Becky Lynch and Nia Jax. Um, yeah, and finally going one-on-one, and for reasons, Nia Jax won. Reasons? Uh, yeah, whatever the reasons are. Uh, it was a clean right hook that knocked Becky out as she came off the ropes, so whatever. Um, Cody Rhodes came out to address Shinsuke Nakamura and you know he's serious because he's cutting a promo and he's not wearing a suit Uh, (laughs) Cody demanded they finish things right now but Nakamura responds on the Tron saying he wants to give Cody one more week to dream love it Kofi Kingston and main event Jey Uso in the mid card defeated Kaiser and Vinci by ref stoppage as Vinci seemed to get his bell rung by a drop kick um, from Kofi, very confusing and scary finish. Yeah. Um, the Miz presents Miz TV with the Judgment Day, but only our truth comes out, still under the illusion that he is part of the group. As Dirty Dom and JD McDonough, aka Big Headed Finn Balor, interrupt, yeah. The Miz suggests a tag match, and Truth was very confused about teaming against Judgment Day because he's in Judgment Day, but even though he's not in Judgment Day. But anyway, Miz and Truth picked up the win with their reunited team in a surprisingly audible cinematic impact style segment in a nightclub like how can you hear what they're saying chelsea green and piper niven confronted katana and kaden yeah obviously the new women's tag team champions rhea ripley defeated ivy nile to retain the women's world title with a massive headbutt and a riptide probably one of the most yeah probably one of the most competitive matches rhea's had as champion Um, the former WWE champion was revealed as Jinder Mahal. Um, as he ran down the crowd and the US, another former WWE champion returned, The Rock. Um, and in true Rock fashion, Rock verbally brutalizes Jinder, referencing the Iron Sheik, Sheiky Baby, 
uh, and comparing Jinder to his Baywatch remake because nobody saw it. <laughs> That's not true. I watched it. <laughs> um, Jinder finally jumped on the attack, but The Rock quickly fought back and dropped the people's elbow before saying he's going out for something to eat and asking the crowd if he should sit at the head of the table. And the internet went wild. Uh, Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler defeated Natalia and Tegan Knox in what was clearly a cool-down match after the last segment. And in the main event, Seth Rollins took advantage of Damian Priest trying to cash in to defeat Drew McIntyre, retaining the world championship. Uh, so before we go to Dynamite, we quickly talk about Raw. Obviously, The Rock uh, broke the internet, making his return, and broke it even further by pretty much confirming that he's got his sights set on Roman Reigns. Now, half the fan base have been up in arms saying Cody's still not going to finish the story, but I believe the other rumors that it's going to be Rock and Roman at Elimination Chamber in Australia. I could see that. Because it is a big stadium, big arena. I think aren't they going to do it? Because they're doing it in the stadium, right? Yeah. So it's it's going to be a stadium show. No better reason than to bring the Rock back further than that. But at the same time, like, I don't. You know what? Fuck it. Whatever. If you want to do that, if you want to do a one-off shoot, I'm already saying the hell with it. Let it rock, rock win the Rumble and fucking take it on. Get rid of this goddamn piece of shit belt and give me another one. Because that's the only thing that fucking Rock ever does in the last since he's retired. All he does is he'll come in, he'll win the belt. Uh, uh, this is a new real championship. Like, no, motherfucker, <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. I can see being chamber. Uh, makes sense, because obviously Australia recently said that they want the rock on their show. Yeah. Oh, For me, makes more sense to have the rock at the elimination chamber more than WrestleMania. So you tell yeah. me Big Ange wants to see him in WrestleMania. Okay, I got you. Big, he wants to see, Big Ange wants to see the rock. I can dig it. Also, oh. like, if if Rock and Roman face at WrestleMania, then I can see Roman retaining because I don't think Rock's going to beat Roman no matter when they face each other. I, f- I see it more as a officially passing the torch kind of thing as Tribal yeah, Chief. Yeah, at this point. Um, so, yeah, there's no reason to do Rock and Roman at WrestleMania because that just means Roman is going to keep being champion. Cody's going to get screwed for another fucking year. Um, and we're never gonna finish the freaking story. So let's just keep it like, keep it like this: Rock and Roman at Chamber, Punk and Rollins at Mania, Cody and Roman. Let's let's finally close this book. Yeah. Finish the story and send Roman to Hollywood like the plan is. All right. Yeah. Um. And as far as Becky and Nia goes, I really hope there's gonna be another match because that was bullshit. I thought it was Nia's best match since she's returned. That's not yeah. saying much. It's not better than she was. Yeah, it's not saying much. It's not saying much. It's absolutely horrendous. She was a get off my TV sort of yeah. her character. But now, her ring ring work's really improved. She definitely must have been in the performance center at least before she came back once out of it. I hope so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll give Becky props for selling that right hook because she dropped like a sack of shit. Legit plot hours, by the way. Ah, uh, yes. Oh. No surprise there. More fortuitous. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. So uh, that is all of WWE. Well, it's the only WWE show this week. NXT? Oh, well, I mean, we don't normally do NXT, but if you want to cover NXT while you're here, I mean, you are the NXT guy. 
right? Uh, in our group, especially in the friggin' fancy league, which I do not enjoy this year so far. <laughs> I finally got on the board, all right? Goddamn. You're on the board, and you overtook me, too. I feel like fucking Burnley, <laughs> crying out loud. Just getting nails everywhere. Yeah, um, NXT was a very good show. Uh, it started with Lyra Valkyrie against Blair Davenport. Uh, Lyra retained the title, and it looked like Lola Vice was going to cash in her breakout uh, contract, stopped by Miss Tate and Paxley. So there was a bit of a brawl right at the very end, and both got separated. Then there was a big breaking announcement, and we went to the back. And apparently we found out that Ilya Dragunov was unable to compete due to the injury sustained against Rich Holland. Which was a bit of a shame, so I was really looking forward to that match. Then we had Latina World Order against the No Quarter Catch crew. <laughs> it was the most insane stunt I've ever seen with uh, Wacky and Wild. Oh yeah, I saw a clip of that. I think everybody's seen that clip now. That dude got air. Ah. Jesus. No, uh, if you can hear him meow, it's actually my cat meowing, so I do apologize. <laughs> um, it was, um, in the end, it was the Latino World Order that won the match. It was a very good match, to say the least. And also then we had the Roxanne Perez against Ariana Grace. Now, Roxanne Perez won the match initially, but then Roxanne went all AJ Lee on uh, Ariana Grace. And then Roxanne absolutely flipped. And then the referee reversed the decision, which I was a bit surprised about. I do expect them to have a rematch at Vengeance Day. Unfortunate for Phoenix. Definitely. <laughs> Robbed of three yeah. points. Then we have Servant of Farmhouse match between Tiffany Strand and Fallon Enley. Now, this is something I'm annoyed with. Tiffany Strand was the NXT Women's Champion in October. She had an incredible match with Becky Lynch. No mercy. Then she's been on a bit of a downer, which I'm a bit annoyed about. But <clears throat> I can see a main, a main roster push very soon. Uh, Fallon won the match, so that means Tiffany has got to be like a servant, so she's going to be cleaning that horse crap in the next few weeks. <laughs> I can see another match down the line. We then had Oberfemi against Riley Osborne from CSU. Uh, Oberfemi, beast. He's a, he's a better on boss. But then again, that's not difficult. But Oberfemi has got a um, contract for a world title start shot. In the foreseeable future, which I can see happening, the guy guy's really good. Is that one of those uh, like uh, 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 fucking college athletes turned wrestlers? I believe so. Because I haven't, se- I have not seen this dude. And when I seen him, I was like, "Who the fuck are you?" He just he looks like like a former like maybe he was a fucking uh, amateur wrestler, or a football player, or something. But I mean, I don't know where he came from, but I'm invested off of one match. With fucking Chase U, by the way, which I fucking love. I fucking I hated that guy. Now I love him. Then the main event of NXT was supposed to be Trick Williams against Ilya Dragunov, but due to Dragunov's injury. But I did see beforehand there was a Ridge Holland sit down with uh, Sarah Schreiber uh, talking about he's a husband, he's a he's a dad, and he wouldn't injure people on purpose. Which I thought was a Great. very emotional promo. Very emotional for me. He's a prick. <laughs> And then we had the main event, Trip Williams against Grayson Waller. Looked like Grayson was going to win the match. He got punched in the face by Kevin Owens. Yeah. And Trip got the win. And it's going to be interesting, the whole thing with Carmelo Hayes. Will Carmelo be the one that attacked Trick? Is Carmelo going to have a match with Trick at Stand and Deliver? Ben and Stay? Who knows? Yeah, and it's fair, but it was a very solid show. Very good show. Gotta love Kevin Owens punching people in the face. 
just just cause, baby, just cause. But no, if I if I was saying the same exact thing, because I I've been I decided I have to start watching these shows, and 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 I'm like the second trick one. I'm like, well, that's setting up like him and Carmelo, right? Aren't they boys? I don't know if there was a fallout or whatever happened. So I just it gives me, and this is and this is I'm being this is subtle right now. It's not all the way there yet, but it's giving me Chapa Gargano vibes, just a little, just a little. So I I, I love to see where this goes. I would love to see where this goes. And it just got me intrigued. I wouldn't watch it for Vengeance Day. I'd probably leave standing the lever. There is going to be a WrestleMania <clears throat> takeover quality film match. And we all know how old it's wreck is. But for me, Carmel is ready for the main roster. He's been but, ready. He's been ready. Braun Breaker's another one that's ready. That dude is unreal. It, it annoys me that they still call it standing and deliver. It made sense the first time because it was a whole pirate theme. But now... Change the name. Come on, get creative. Change the name. There was a creativity. Go back to takeover. Come on, Sean. Go back to takeover, yeah. Yeah, And I I keep saying that I need to uh, get back into NXT, too. You should. I mean, again, I'm I'm all like two episodes back, and it's been more, I don't want to say more enjoyable than um, the whatever the rainbow fucking NXT was. It's not on par as the black and gold, but it's definitely not a bad show. Definitely not a bad show. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I don't even watch it, and I can see it's an improvement over fucking two point oh. What a stupid fucking idea that was. All right, now uh, with NXT covered, let's uh, jump into AEW with last night on Dynamite. Oh, God, a whole crap bunch, a bunch of shit went down on Dynamite. We opened up the show with Samoa Joe addressing MJF as the new world champion. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I fucking missed that part, so I have to go back and rewatch it. But I did not miss all this. Adam Cole and the Undisputed Kingdom. I don't think it's a lazy name. I like it, and what I like more is the goddamn theme. That shit is awesome, man. Good theme. Fucking Adam, Adam Cole gets all the good themes. I don't know who he <laughs> knows, but come on, man. So he's... He explains his uh, his motivation behind uh, d- betraying MJF. They're soon inter- interrupted by Jay White and the guns. They attack the kingdom. All of a sudden, the acclaim and Daddy Magic, who I swear to God was Max. I thought it was Max the whole time. I don't know why. I was like, geez, Max got huge overnight. Ends up being a whole thing. So it looks, I don't know if that means the acclaimed are cool with the Bang Bang Gang. I, yeah. It was a little standoff. It's kind of one of those, you know, my enemy, you know, what is it? Uh, fucking uh, enemy of my enemy. My enemy. Oh, yeah, there you go. So it's, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's interesting. Speaking of interesting, Dante Martin getting everything and then some minus a fucking win against Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy is probably the best fucking wrestler around that nobody talks about. And mm-hmm. I'll fucking fight him if you don't agree. Yeah. Uh, after the match, private party, who's been, uh, they've, I want to say, uh, what uh, was it, Mark? Is it Mark Quinn? I think that's his name. Yeah. I want to say he's been back for a while. They just now is the opportunity that they rolled him out. I think he's ready to go, and it is a much needed jolt to this tag division. Now, granted, we are going to get the weird, dumb, screamy yells all over again, but hey, you know what? They're they're a solid team, and I'll fucking take it all day long. Uh, Renee interviews Tony Storm backstage, who's disappointed that they're in New Jersey and not in New York. Because, <laughs> and then she decides, well, I'm going to go to Broadway. And I'm like, okay, so whatever, lady. You're fucking weirdo. But she's great at the same time. 
Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews cut another personal promo on FTR referencing family more than Dom does in every single one of the goddamn Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> Backstage again, Rene uh, interviews Swerve ahead of his match with uh, Daniel Garcia, and he's just talking about he wants gold. Plain and simple, he wants gold, which he deserves at this point. In-ring debut by Mariah May against Queen uh, Amita. I, I, can't, I keep messing up her fucking name. I'm Amita or is it uh, something like that. Aminata. There you go, Aminata. All I know was is that was the best match I've seen out of Aminata. And for somebody making a debut, that was impressive. However, I, and, I, and as much as I love the signing and I love the debut, I kind of felt like you just kind of shat on Maria May. Just a little, just a little. Mm. But... As she's shitting on New Jersey, as they kept saying, out comes the newly signed Diana Peraza, the uh, was it the virtuosa, if you will, the, from the former was I want to say three or four TNA Knockouts champion, uh, the the ball that NXT fumbled, if you will. That's been my favorite saying. Yeah. Because once she left, she became the one of one, if not the best women's wrestlers out there, and good for her. So she's out. I, I think that's probably going to be her first match. It's her, Maria May. But all signs point to Deanna Peraza versus Tony Storm at whatever pay-per-view is next. And um, let us remind you that Mercedes Monet is probably on the way. And mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Hayter is getting better, is getting you know healthy. So this fucking women's, women's roster flesh. is just, it'll rival anybody. Anybody. Speaking stuff that rivals everything. Christian Cage. Huh. The greatest fucking thing happening. At- he even has Nick Wayne's mom, who has nothing to do with this business, just fucking out there being gold. You boo a mother. My wife laughed. She she fucking belly laughed. It was the greatest thing ever. Um, he breaks down this whole bit, talking shit on Christian Cage. He's all, you lost to me twice, back of the line. You're waiting for the snap again from Luchasaurus. So it's kind of, we're playing repeat, but it's not stale for some reason. I don't know why, and I'm not mad at it. And if I think I keep picking it apart, I'm going to hit myself. So we're going to leave it at that. Uh, backstage again, Renee interviewing the outcast as Harley uh, Cameron has officially been made a member. She still looks very weird. And she's like, yeah, I know she's crazy, but she's blonde. She fits the scheme. That part made me laugh. <laughs> I was just like, all right. I, I mean, there's a scheme. And then even Renee's like, what are you talking about? Don't worry. And she's like, oh, all right. There's something going on with Serena. She's fucking lost in her own head. And maybe she's going crazy, too. I, I, I'm down. You know, everybody go crazy a little bit. Um. Takesta against Darby Allen. Uh, I said dominant win. I, I I can't emphasize. I cannot emphasize that word enough. Um, he looked like the strongman version of Kota Ibushi. That diving spot where where uh, Darby took that just uh, absolute shin to the face was fucking gnarly. Um, these German suplexes where Darby would do a full flip and land on his face almost full rotating again just absolutely brutal again it, it is it is now the time to push to catch the for real for real for real and you know what maybe they need to push him towards fucking uh 
towards Eddie Kingston, but Trent's going to get the first shot. It was Trent Beretta, Keith, or Trent. Did he get his last name back? Whatever. Yeah, Trent he got Beretta. his last name back. Okay. I keep forgetting <laughs> if he got his last name back. Trent Beretta, Brian Keith, who, by the way, I've only seen in PWG, and every fucking time I see him, he gets better. I don't know how. He doesn't have the greatest look in the world, but he can work his fucking ass off. Uh, Vikingo, and of course, um, uh, Brian Cage, who is just, I love this man. And if he was five inches taller, he would be the greatest thing since sliced bread. But he's not. Still good stuff. Hangman Adam Page shows up backstage looking for a fight, rocking a better mustache than Tom Selleck. Even though he had a full beard over it, I'm I'm loving Hangman, just this crazy, angry, like, uh, combination of Bruiser Brody and, like, Stan Hansen crazy i'm loving it i i don't there's no direction for him he's just crazy and there and if you get in his way he's gonna kick your ass so i'm like okay not mad at it and then another excellent main event really awesome show truth be told if i could say so myself swerve strickland danny garcia the dance off between fucking nana <laughs> and garcia was the greatest it popped every single person in the crowd even my son was dancing all of a sudden um i love how this is quick Swerve was confronted by the Batman to his Joker. Hangman comes out. The two go to blows. It literally takes 10, 10 people plus to hold these dudes back from each other. we just seen him in a fucking blood war where they were spitting blood. What more? I, I hate saying, like, what more can you do? I want to yeah. see another one. I do. But, like, what more can you do? You know yeah, I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the same train. I've seen a lot of people say, why are they rehashing this rivalry after they pretty much killed each other in a death match? Um, but I, I've always liked this idea of two rivals who have great matches, go away, and then come back and have another couple of matches. Maybe this is a bit too soon since the death a, match. A, a little, I mean... We have to build towards whatever the next pay-per-view is, which I think is... Uh, uh, Revolution. Revolution, which isn't until February. So, mm. I mean, we're going to get a five, six-week build out of this. Like, I think you could have waited another three weeks, four weeks, and yeah. give it in a two-week build because, oh, okay, well, we already know why they're going to wrestle because they don't like each other. I mean, Sold. like we said, what more can they do to each other after the death match? But if they're going to have another match this quickly, then it's got to be winner gets Joe. Yeah, a million percent on that one. Or else, what's the point fighting again so soon? <laughs> Just because you hate each other. Yeah, but I, I, but then that's my question. And I was asking the TSK, and everybody's going back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. What do you do? You have a do you have a fucking cage match? Do you have a fucking mm. do you? I mean, that's my that was my first guess. Do you have a cage match? Do you do another one of these Texas Death matches? Do you do like a bull rope match? Do you do a strap match? You know what kind of torturous match do you put these fucking guys through that you've you know submissions only match you know what i mean <clears throat> and i quit yeah. something i quit would be good see that's that was that's that's another one i think robin asked said that one but it's giving them um a fucking stipulation match would help this a little bit but again yeah you could have waited two three weeks yeah like you could have Triple H and Shawn Michaels feuded for four fucking years. Yeah, dude. But there was a good gap between each short rivalry. And, and Shawn would always come back in jeans. So. <laughs> yeah. So, so have to put on some jeans. Oh, yeah!
why, why, why? It's all I heard the past couple of days. And it's okay, because I'm about to explain it to you. Get closer. Come here. Come here. Yeah, right there. Right there. Why, Cypher? Why did you choose three opponents at the Rumble? Well, the answer is really simple. I set a goal for myself when I won the title that I was going to be a fighting champion. I was going to be a better champion, and I'm going to put respect back on the world title's name. With that being said, I felt like one opponent wasn't enough. Not even two opponents, but three. And I did pick the best of the best. So, boys, the ones that I've chosen, you better bring your A-plus game. Because when it comes to Podcast Rumble 9, you best believe you better take it to the max. Thank you to everybody who tuned in to Christmas Clash and the Maxis this past Sunday. Uh, it was a blast. It was emotional. It was hard work. I believe it. <laughs> um, congratulations once again to 2023's Lionheart Cipher, and we are on New Horizons for podcast promo Rumble Nine on January 25th. Yeah, we are. We're fucking full steam ahead, and we've already got three huge title matches booked. The captain survived Daniel Crimmins to retain his knowledge title, but now. The horizon, he's on the horizon with a new number one contender, a vicious number one contender, if you will. The man they call Ted P. De Niro. Yeah, and I'm going to fight like beavers to keep it. Yeah. But uh, Teddy is also... accept my challenge. Oh, yeah, I hope Phoenix accepts your challenge. Um, oh. but <laughs> Teddy is also in line for another title, um, as is Beer, as is Chad. All three of them were chosen by Cypher to challenge him for his world championship. It's only the third time in Max Wrestling history that we've had a four-way promo bout. And both other times resulted in a new champion. So Cypher's being very brave going for free challengers. You say brave, I say stupid. <laughs> but hey, we, we, we mean potato tomatoes, as they say. More work. For the cap foe as he closes in on 300 days as television champion. Can he make it a full year and relinquish the title at Promo Mania? Where the newly returned and new member of Dragon Club, Travis Walker Anderson, spoil the party. The Phoenix requested that Travis challenge the cap to prove that he can fight fair as a part of the Dragon Club. So he can join the Dragon Club, I should say. One thing we know about Travis is he's always got plenty to say. And again, this is TV rules for the TV title. Yeah, so it's got to be a fair fight. We will also predict the 2024 Royal Rumble. Will it be Punk? Will it be Rhodes? Go to maxdressingnet.weebly.com slash rumble9 for more information. Information. And now, for the first edition of 2024 of the Twattermeter. It's kind of hard. Expect anything less from a bunch of neckbeard stinky twats. I just got fucking like idiots online. That's really about <laughs> it. Yeah, let's go with the idiots online. The fucking IWC are going to get the points today. We're giving all five twat points to the IWC. 
<laughs> Actually, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. Let's go with that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do just that. That's exactly what I'll do. Yeah, all fucking five twat points to the IWC. Just because, you know what? The reality of the matter is, is no matter what any company outside of WWE can do, it's not good enough. You know, you sign Deanna Peraza and, oh, well, there goes, you know, now your women's roster is even more bloated. Now what? Now what? Nobody matters. Nobody gives a shit. There was a time in WWE where there was a lot of people that didn't give a shit. There was a time in WWE when Becky Lynch was a fucking nobody. I remember because I remember her being excited from her coming to NXT and being, again, a fucking nobody. So give it fucking time. Okay. Give it time there. They're pissed about that. Um, there's still fucking there's, and then all the fucking, the, the love of Cody or whatever, the bullshit of like, oh, the rocks coming back. That girl is Cody's story. And all of a sudden we're going to get like CM Rhodes or whatever. And he's going to head his way back to AEW. Calm down. Calm down. I, I'm, I'm, I, we get it. If he ends up getting fucked over and it turns into the fucking Roman versus rocket meeting, which I don't think we, I'm pretty sure we've all come to an agreement that we don't think it's going to go down like that, but heaven forbid it fucking does. I assure you that doesn't mean Cody's going to say, oh, I'm out of here. I mean, it's going to, he's going to be fucked and it's going to be kind of shitty, but not gonna yeah, he's, he's not going to flip flop real fuck like that. So calm down. IWC. you get five points. Fucking go fucking get a cold beverage, relax. And you know what? Wake up tomorrow and watch some talking. But there's one thing I'm very disappointed in the three of us, gentlemen. Yep. Very disappointed that we've not done yet. If we haven't talked, we have not spoke yet about Booktooth. Kevin Dunn. Oh, ah, well, yeah, bye-bye, Kevin Dunn. Way fucking over you. We did a little brief thing on uh, with the kicking it with the TSK the latest episode uh, when we did the uh, World's End review. We chopped on it for just a second, and I my simple response is it will remain the same. Triple H said we are in a new direction of of wrestling. You are the old direction. Get the fuck out of here. And whether that was he didn't want to do what Endeavor wanted to do, no, I think Triple H said I don't want you here. Like you suck. We well, we're gonna get better yard. without. He was the most second powerful man in the WWE when Vince was in charge. If it mm. wasn't Vince, it was Kevin Dunn. It was a jump for life from what I heard since WrestleMania 1. Yeah. Um, so, to be fair, though, I mean, whoever the replacement is, apparently there was people doing, he was doing less work, and obviously they were having more people doing the camera cuts. I thought his replacement for me would have been Jerry Barash. I thought it would have um, been. Yeah, I think Barash is. Uh, very much a. I think Barash produced that uh, nightclub scene. Yeah, he does do some. Pro- he does some producing. That was very impact. Well, since we have a guest, Bio, you can award twat points too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's gonna go to Kevin Dunn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does he get all five? Yes. All five twat points to Kevin Dunn. Unless you have anyone. You'd like to add, or but Kevin Dunn will obviously get one. He's a fucking scum. He's fucking scum. I love it. I will. I, I do want to ask you guys this because again, I, we we obviously we're, we're I think we're all in agreement. You can fuck off. There's a new way of wrestling. Blah 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 blah. However, DC is kind of convinced that he's just going to go right to AEW. Yeah. I just don't see it. I just don't. I mean. It's not something I think Tony Khan would want. I don't think he wants. I mean, I, I don't mind. I think in, in reality, like the idea to have somebody in the wrestling business as a director for so long that that resume sounds great. 
then you put the name in it and who he worked for, and you're like, nope, no thanks. You can you can go away forever. Yeah. We, we've he, seen your 20,000 camera cuts. He's a Vince McMahon guy. So he won't yeah. go to another promotion if Vince McMahon is not there. So I can't yeah. see Kevin Dunn going to AEW. Kevin, Kevin Dunn was the original Stooge. The original Stooge. The OG Stooge. Stooge. Will Tony Khan want him? Will no. Scott DeMore want him in, in, in TNA? Um, I honestly don't see any need because there's literally nothing wrong with AEW's presentation. Nothing. Their their production quality is beautiful. Nice. All right, so that's all twat points awarded. Now let's get some points on the yeet or meter. Yeet. Do you feel him, sir? I'm gonna let Beer award some yeet points too. So for me, I'm gonna give all five to the new. IWGP Heavyweight Champion Tetsuya Naito. Tetsuya Naito. Um, because even if you haven't really been following New Japan, if you watch Wrestle Kingdom this morning, they did a great job of yeah, explaining the importance of that match to Naito. Like he's in like very south end of his career right now. Probably got another year left. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty big moment for him to win the world title. Honestly, I thought he was just going to put Sonata over. Same. Shocked I got, though. I tell you. But, uh, yeah, maybe they also said, like, he's never really had the run. He's been world champion before, but it didn't last long. Uh, wasn't that the pandemic? Or just yes. before the pandemic? So he's yeah, never he really had a good the, run. He was champion through the pandemic. Right. So hopefully this is, like, one good final run. Uh, before he retires. Um, and he looked great doing it. So, five points from me to Naito. Beer, would you like to award uh, between one and five yeet points to anybody? I'd probably say exactly the same. Naito. Ooh, okay. So, ten points to Naito this week. Damn. That sends him straight to the top of the yeet meter Yeah, dude. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to say, Ric Flair is also still top of the twatter-meter. Uh, Shocked. In second place is now tied IWC, Kevin Dunn, and Ryback. <laughs> Isn't Flair meant to be on collision this weekend? He's rumored to be on collision this Saturday. Who's meant to be on collision? Ric Flair. Oh, yeah, probably. Oh, well, yeah, because it's in uh, Charlotte. Right. Charlotte. Uh, well, yeah, we didn't mention also Andrade leaving AEW. Probably yep. going back to the E. He will go back to the E. That's almost like inevitable at this point. At least that's what Uncle Dave says. Uh, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't go back. His wife's there uh, at, with Triple H involved, or not involved, but in charge now, and how he got pushed in NXT. I'm sure he could be taken for real. I mean, look at how, I mean, just look at how everybody is in slowly gotten better. Hell, for somehow, some way with Triple H involved, somehow Rhea got better. I don't know how the fuck that happened, but that happened. You know, uh, people like Ivy now show up and fucking, I mean, is she on the main at the moment? She's on the main. Yeah. And she's doing really good. So it's like, it's, it's, things are in a new direction. And I think a lot of guys can see that. And I think Andrade sees the writing on the wall. So yeah, fucking go back, bro. You know what I mean? Take the easy schedule. Hope you get a better push. But my, I think he was working CMLL. I don't know if that's done. When he leaves, or he's going to work there for like a couple of months or whatever, and then jam to WWE. But, well, I mean, do they not have 
um, no compete clauses because there was one report that was like Andrade could show up on like WWE this week. Um, I think what? the non competes come when like you get when you get fired. I think his contract just expired. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. So I mean, it, it, hey, hey, yeah, I mean, what do I know? I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> Chad, I know what I was, Chad. <laughs> I thought um, he's definitely a Triple H guy. Yeah, he's definitely a Triple H guy. Vince fumbled him. I got to be honest. I don't think TK did the best job with Andrade either. No. It, it, no. It, they, it, it, and that was another thing that we had talked about. Was it just like one of those, like maybe he just wasn't going to mesh? Was it just the overbloatedness? And I keep going back to the overbloatedness. I feel like everybody could have been a guy if they just didn't decide to bring in 20 guys at once rather than like two or three guys. Yeah. He, so, it was also a weird start for Andrade and AEW because they put him with Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, they put him with Vicky. They debuted him by playing a music and expecting people just to read a Titantron in an arena. You know, but it's it, it's whatever. It It is what it is. Lesson learned. We move on. It sucks. I mean, again, I hope the best for the cat. I, I hope he does super well in WWE. I hope that they, you know, they hope he gets a real push some sort of way. You know, IC champ, US champ, whatever. Yeah. Get in there and get some work. What what I like is like most people tend to leave AEW on good terms. Yeah, they do. That seems to be the thing. Like Apart from TK, punk. yeah, I was gonna say. Well, TK, <laughs> I think does that on purpose. Like he doesn't. I don't think he wants the animosity. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, mm. you know, you came, you did the job, we appreciate it. You know, it didn't work out. We understand. See you later. You know, and he's not overly aggressive, but at the same time, I think he kind of looks at it like like a fantasy league or whatever. Like having oh, well, fucking homeboys injured, time to replace you. And yeah, just, you know what I mean, like, TK's got plenty of toys to play with. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. Well, um, I've just seen that's just broke on here. There's an interview I'm very intrigued on. Is that Rick Boogs has just done an interview about his post life in WWE with Chris Van Vliet. Very interesting. Mm. I'd love to see the Boogs. No, the Boogs should go to TNA. <clears throat> Mind didn't, didn't Boogs run his mouth when he left WWE? Yeah, he's um, he was told to shut up, but now he's done his interview, and uh, I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah, mm. I like Chris Van Vliet. He's a man. Good shit. He's uh, he's not one of these wrestling journalists that just spout bullshit. Um, no, he does he's, mostly interviews. He's he's kind of one of us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris. Um, he hangs out with all the wrestlers and shit that then starts busting out the fucking Jesse the Body Ventura, you know, fucking impressions. Yeah, and he'll, he'll always pull this weird, like, obscure stuff from the past when he's interviewing somebody like, hey, remember when this happened? And like, fuck, that was like seven years ago. Like, no, bro. <laughs> I remember what I had for breakfast. Chris and Ariel Hawani are the top two for me. Oh, yeah, Ariel Hawani. Yeah, but he's, he's legit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he used to just do UFC, right? And then he like moved mm-hmm. into WWE too while well, wrestling. Yeah. Well, yeah, he moved into thanks to, thanks to ESPN and all that shit. And then he kind of like really fell in love with it. No, he's been in love with who am I kidding? So. Well, uh, thank you for joining us. I hope we rocked you harder than, well, The Rock. Before we go anywhere, here's what Moses has for you, Pencil Neck Geeks, this week on the A to B of Retro Rewind.
oh my god, there was so much that's gone down. So not one, but two episodes of Kicking It with TSK dropped. One of them was, uh, I think, the year-end top five stuff we thought mm-hmm. about. And then the second one was World's End Review. Go ahead and check both those ones out. On top of all of that, um, it's new. Uh, what's the old saying? New year, new me. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? New year, new page. Um, KTN Sports will be going live either this week, if not next week. It's going to drop with I don't know how many episodes of God Only Knows What. I have four, and now granted, two. Of the, please understand, two of these are older. One is a review that's late, and another one is going to be a prediction show. So I've got four an American Talking Tottenham shows that are going to drop in its just all like that right at once, and then going to try to aim for at least one weekly review. So a match review and an update for both. Uh, an American Talk to Tottenham and Bolt Rant. So be stay tuned for that. Um, again, that will have its own lovely page. So we'll we'll have a whole link and all that fun stuff to get there. But who knows? Maybe we'll fucking we'll entice some wrestling fans with some footy. That's what I heard. Some rest- I heard a lot of footy fans watch wrestling. So you never know. We'll jump into that whole bit. But uh, other than that, I mean, there's just TSK is is ready. It's again new year, new stuff. They want to come hot, heavy with a lot of things. Uh, Stay tuned and keep a lookout. And the best way to do that is follow us on the artist formerly known as the Twitter machine. Check us out, Max Wrestling UK, Captain 512, SMR Podnet, and it's soon to be KTN Sports, where you're going to just hear a fucking American talking shit about footy all the time. Check out the website, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. And do not forget to hit the subscribe button, follow button, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and everywhere in between. What, what I like about when you drop a. Uh... TSK episodes and stuff is I don't know when they're coming, but we both have access to the same YouTube account. So when they drop, I'm like, oh, sh- look, new episodes. <laughs> it gets you a little excited, doesn't it? And with that said, join us next week for Hard to Kill predictions as we prepare for the relaunch of TNA. And we don't usually predict uh, Impact or TNA pay per views anymore, but we're going to be doing Hard to Kill because we're all looking forward to the new TNA. Hell yeah. You've uh, been watching. Well- the cap and mo and beer. Goodbye and good night. For our level, if you don't mind, um, I just oh, want okay. to our amazing viewers is I do have a lot of free time scheduled. So I've already confirmed that I will be on the show the week before WrestleMania and the week after WrestleMania. But I will also be on the week as well before on the week of the 25th, so on the 28th of March. You will see me on here for three weeks run. Hey, All right, B, it's the WrestleMania season. WrestleMania season is like Christmas. So with that said, goodbye and good night. March is officially beer season. Let's go. Oh, you mean that beer? Yeah, that one. <laughs>